Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Welcome, Agent Power Huddle. Yay. All right. So spilling the tea with Amy. I'm so excited. Um, listing part two is what we're doing. So last week we did a part one and maybe I'll do a little recap, high level recap of what we did. And then, um, Lisa, maybe we could drop in the link to last week's. That would be awesome if we could do that. Um, but I'll share my screen. Oh, can I be, can I be allowed to share? doesn't allow me to share. So last week I did um, listing process. We talked about from the inception of a lead, right? Someone comes into your inbox or is referred to you or comes in on an ad, however you're getting your leads, right? And what do you do from the time that you meet them? And we focused on meeting a stranger, right? We need to meet more strangers. So referral business is awesome and we should be thrilled about it. And it's a huge compliment when people refer business to us and when they come back, uh, but to really build that predictable pipeline of income, we've got to meet strangers too. So we focused on that uh, when we talked last time, and I want to continue that this week. Um, let's see, Google. I want to continue that this week and talk about uh, a little bit more about um, not this inspection report, but this. Okay, so a little bit more about kind of the appointment itself. So let me recap for the first couple of minutes what we did last week, just high level quickly. So listing process. So, um, and this has been posted as well. Um, I believe with the last um, with the last version, where do we find that? Do you know if they want this? Or am I wrong? <laughs> I, I posted the link to the part one. Uh, are you talking about the links to? Yeah, to the item. Yeah. Um, Jan, were those, oh, I'll, I'll get, I will find out. I'll get them for you. So the, there's links. If you can't find them, message me. Amy is out, message me. So, and I'll get them to you. Um, but we talked about really getting that lead, right? That comes into a consult, whether that's a virtual consult or in person. So reaching out to them um, and how do you handle that? So when I talked a lot about use of video, making sure that if we, whether we reach them or not, we're getting them a video CMA, a video text message, all of the things. Um, and so we talked through that. And then we talked a little bit about what the follow-up is like through the day of the appointment, right? What should all the follow-up be like through the day of the appointment? So a lead comes in, I call them, I don't reach them by phone. I send them a video text message. Hey, it's Amy, I'm calling you about your cash offer. Hey, it's Amy, I'm calling you about the valuation you requested for your home. I wanna get that to you, let's connect. Um, just to get them to reach back out to me. Video messages give you a higher conversion rate than a text message in someone's phone from someone they don't know or in their email. So this could, if you only have their email address, send them a video email. Um, if they don't respond and I only have an email or, or at least I have an email, even if I have a phone number, I will send them a video CMA and I will say, 
um, that this is my CMA based on the information available to me on the public record, but that if they've made updates to their home, it could be even more valuable. And I give them a range, right? But I get them their video CMA. So I also make sure that a hand-delivered CMA gets to their front door. So drop off a CMA to their front door, put it in a cute little bag, hang it on the door, right? Um, and just get it delivered to them. That is done whether or not I have talked to them. So if I never talk to them, they never answer my calls, they never answer my video emails, they never answer my video texts, they still get the CMA to the door. Again, we're focusing on listings. So these are folks that I know their address. So if I know where they live, I can reach them, right? I know where they live, so I can reach them. So they get that CMA via video and then they get it delivered to their door. Um, I'm giving away my knowledge. I'm coming from a place of abundance. Yeah, this is what the number one thing agents ask me. They say, well, can't they list with somebody else? Yes, they can. I know that. It's okay. Chances are they won't. Most of the time they reach out to me because they've gotten a video email from me. They've gotten a video text from me. I've tried to call them and then a beautiful package shows up on their front door, right? It doesn't have to be... When I started doing this, you guys, I was getting bags from the dollar store and just stapling papers together, you know, marketing plans together and uh, a, a, just a basic CMA from your use your cloud CMA program. I've used that use your remind program. I've used that. I, I like remind the best. So that's what I use. I don't care which one you use, right? You're going to give them the value, a little cover letter from me with the value range and how I got there. And that's it. Just hang it in on their front door. So, and I'm still doing that in a lot of cases, especially, and sometimes it's just in my little folder. I don't care what brokerage you with. These are my pretty little folders. Um, I have one that's a little bit more casual and I have one that's a little bit more luxury looking and I just use them based on who I'm, who my audience is, right? So that all of these reach outs, I guarantee you, your peers aren't doing in your, in your markets. And so you will get a response. You may not get a response today. And this is where we get messed up, right? Is, well, I sent out 12 CMAs this week or five CMAs this week, and it's been two weeks and nobody's responded. Keep following up, get them on a drip. You have their email, keep following up, keep staying in touch. When you've delivered the package and they've never answered you back, the next follow-up video is Hey, I hope that you're enjoying the valuation I sent you. What questions do you have? I would love to answer questions about your CMA. Make sure we got it right. Um, and also, I'd love to tell you more about the neighborhood, right? The next thing you can send to their door is what's going on in their neighborhood, right? You can spoon feed it to them over time so that you are the one coming to them, but giving them things. I have not asked anybody to list their house with me. I've not asked anybody to go anywhere with me or give me any money. I'm just giving them what they asked for. In my cases, they're either asking for, based on the leads I'm running, they're either asking for cash offer on their property or a home valuation. So I'm always responding the same way. My language changes a little bit, right? My language changes it a little bit because if you ask for a cash offer on your property, I'm following up on your request for a cash offer on your property. If you ask for a home valuation, I'm following up on your request for a home valuation. So my language changes, but my activities stay the same. So that's what we covered in part one. Now let's do part two, 
we got the appointment. We did the work. We got the lead. We responded. We reached them. We sent out the stuff, right? They got the emails. They got the videos. They got the stuff to their front door. And they said, come take a look, right? Or maybe they said, come list me. That happens too. I love those where they say, well, just come list me. I'm like, great. Um, That happens too. But they gave you the appointment. And let's just assume that it's, we don't know, even if it's a come list me, let me see this. Even if they say to me, come list me tomorrow, I still treat them all the same way. This is just my process. That's how I do it. It works for me. Um, I think that I come off very professional. I am very professional and that's how I want them to meet me. These are strangers. They don't know me, right? They're getting to know me in a through a parasocial relationship. Have we heard that word? You know, they're getting to know me through a parasocial relationship. Okay, so who watches TV or goes to the movies and watches previews? Me, right? And so we have, who has a favorite actor or actress or even a cartoon character, right? Like I love Belle from Disney. She's my favorite princess, right? I love me some Matthew McConaughey pretty handsome, right? I love lots of different people. And I feel like if I I follow them, I feel like I know them. Why? Because they post content, because they're doing work that I'm interested in, because I'm reading Greenlights, Matthew's book, right? Because I've been following his handsome butt for a few years. That's just the truth, right? My husband knows it's all right. (laughs) Okay. So I feel like I know him. Now, logically, I know I do not know Matthew McConaughey and he does not know me, but I feel like I know him. So I naturally follow the things he does. When his book came out, I was like, you know, when an interview comes out, I'm watching it, right? I'm consuming Matthew. Well, guess what? People do that with us too. We're creating a parasocial relationship. They saw your ad, they responded. You responded back. They didn't even know that you were going to do that. That is the number one Um, feedback I get from clients that I, strangers that become clients is I didn't think anybody was going to call me back. I thought it was a robot or I thought I was just going to get something automatically. And that would be it. I would never hear from anybody yet. They get a call from me. They get a video text. They get a video email. Something shows up on their doorstep. Um, We connect on social media, right? They become super impressed. And I just kind of, it sounds like I am bombarding them and overwhelming them. And I guess maybe I am, but the way that it happens over time, over just a few days, it doesn't happen all in one day, right? Um, They don't feel that way. It just kind of trickles in and I just start showing up on the doorstep in the mailbox on social media, hopefully if I can connect with them then in their inbox, in their phone. So you're creating this parasocial relationship with them and they kind of feel like they know you and they know what you're about, which is why we get the come list me call sometimes. Or when they do call us, sometimes that conversation is pretty natural and easy because you've given them all these things and they're starting to feel like they know you, especially when you're using video. Look, I'm on video now. You can see my personality. You either like me or you don't, right? It doesn't matter to me. But if you like me, you're going to call me up, right? And probably invite me over. So to help you with your house, right? If you feel like I know something, right? If anything I said to you in my videos or on the things I sent to the doorstep made any level of sense, or even if it didn't, I love it when I get it wrong. That's the other thing I hear from agents. Well, I don't really know what the finishes are in the house and I don't know all the stuff and give them a range. Your house could be between this and this based on what I can see in the public record. But guess what? I don't know what I don't know. So tell me what you've got and I'll tell you if it's better than that. I love when they call me and say, you got this wrong. And I'm like, great, tell me what I got wrong. Let me, give me a few minutes. Let's fix that. 
I'm only looking at what I can see. If you've been in that house five years, 10 years, 20 years, and you've done some stuff, I don't know about it, right? So that's a great call too. And you can turn those around. But we did all the things and we got the appointment. They said, come on over and we set the appointment. So I treat this, I'm just going to go down to my day of the appointment um, checklist. I treat this like every other, any, I treat them all like regular listing appointments. They are, my goal is to list everybody that day. I don't list them all that day. Some appointments are two steps, right? Some appointments are three steps. I would say the majority of mine are two, um, but I love one-step appointments. So I'm early. Get there a couple minutes early. Um, before you go, I want you to prepare a folder of information, right? And I don't care. I like folders. I don't care what you use, but I prepare a folder of information. I take with me a contact sheet, client contact sheet and showing instructions. Why? Because I want to make my life easy. I want to fill this stuff out one time. I want to give them things to do on the appointment. And I want to be able to hand it into my TC. Hopefully everybody's got a TC, right? So I just have them fill it out. And if you're better than me and you're doing this stuff on your iPad, good for you. I got to learn that skill set. But I still use paper and I scan it into my TC and that's what I do, right? I bring a net sheet. I, I, I fill it out before I go, Okay. My net sheet is the high and the low, and I bring a blank one so that I'm not looking crap up. And if we've set a number in the middle for whatever reason, because we're going to set a price, right? That's what they want to talk about. If we're going to set a number in the middle, I can give them an accurate net sheet, and it's easy for me, okay? I bring a whole set of listing contracts, everything I need, every disclosure, every everything, right? I kind of hide it in the back of my folder behind the stuff, the contact information stuff that's for them. I don't want to make them nervous, but I am here to do business, okay? I have a marketing plan. I have a one-page marketing plan that says, here's everything I do with my beautiful little picture on it to market. And then I also have a more detailed marketing plan, almost like my listing presentation. I don't really ever walk through that unless there's some content in there we're talking about that would help the conversation. It's always a little drop off and a leave behind. So even though I drop this stuff off ahead of time, not the listing stuff, but the marketing stuff and the CMA, I still bring it with me in case they don't have it handy. So I can, if I, one, I can say, hey, do you have that stuff I dropped off handy? If not, I have another copy. If they say they've got it, I take it with me, right? Because it's kind of expensive to do all this stuff. But if the, if not, I leave it again, you know, or it always happens, you know, no matter how hard I try, the husband set up the appointment with me and only the wife is there, right? You know, I do all the things like, or when are you both going to be there? But it happens, right? Somebody's got the paperwork, somebody doesn't. So I'll leave them another set. It's fine. I'll, I'll make it back. And then I always have some of my reviews printed out and in my folder. Again, it's a leave behind. Um, and then just a little, I have a little thing that you get this from Breakthrough Broker. So it's free. And it just goes over the process, the listing process. Lots of people haven't listed a home before or they haven't, um, they, they just haven't done it in a while, right? We don't do it all the time. So I just kind of have a bunch of stuff with me. Also, this stuff gives me you know, things to put in front of the listing contracts. I don't want to make them nervous, right? So I just have my folder with all my stuff and a copy of the CMA. Even though I dropped one off, I have a copy of the CMA and any notes I had on it, right? I usually have some notes, right? Things I was thinking about or questions I had that maybe I did or didn't get to ask them when we put the comps together for uh, the valuation range that I gave them. So I always have this ready to go. So when I go to every list appointment, I have this ready to go. I also have blank copies of this in my car in case I ever have to go see somebody on the fly. 
So um, I had an experience last Friday where a lead called me. I happened to be in the area. Um, his He's owned his home for 35 years. There's no information on the public record. As a matter of fact, the county didn't even know his house existed till five years ago because it was built in 1890. So there's very few information. And the only way to comp it is I had to go see it. Um, he, ha- he, he hadn't really been giving me the time of day for a long time. Um, and so I just popped in to see him. I just, well, he called me and I was in the area and I said, oh, I can pop in to see you. And I just had blanks with me. So I didn't have the net sheet filled out. I didn't have all the stuff. I didn't have the CMA because I needed to see the property, but I was able to go see him and his wife. And um, it worked, just worked out. He called, I'm like, I'm in the area. I could come in an hour. He's like, come. And I said, look, I need to see what you've got. I need to measure the rooms, right? I need to understand that he didn't even know his square footage. Nobody knew it. So I need to figure that out for you. And then I can come back to you with valuation. And so that was great. So that was another way to do it. I had a lot of my stuff, so I could still have some leave behinds for him. Um, and then I was able to get him a CMA and we're getting him on the market soon. So um, there, I always, I'm always prepared with these folders for every appointment. And I'm always prepared with blanks for just things that happen on the fly from time to time. Um, okay. If the home has sold previously, especially in the last few years, I usually pull the previous seller's disclosure too. Um, a lot of times those are still in our MLSs. Now they're not always, I know I work in a couple of MLSs and one people remove them. Um, and I always pull the property card or the tax record. So I have that information available too. And then I have a little seller's questionnaire that I keep in there as well. That kind of gives me the ability to give the seller some homework, um, while we're, while either to do while I'm filling out contracts, um, if we're doing paperwork on the spot or for them to get back to me. Um, I also, I should say, I also give them a little seller's question or just ask them things about, you know, what are, what are the, what are the favorite, what are, why do you love this house? What do you love about the neighborhood? What did you enjoy about living here? Um, tell me things about the neighborhood nobody would know. So I just kind of give them some things to kind of give us. And some of that can be used in marketing and some can't, um, but it's good information for me to know as I'm working with other agents and trying to sell their property. Um, and then I do have a little checklist I give them giving your getting your home ready to sell as well. So upon arrival, I arrive on the appointment. So I get there early, right? five or 10 minutes early. And I will go to the door about five minutes early. If I get there, you know, 10 minutes or 15 minutes early, I'll probably park down the street. So I'm close, finish up a few things, get my mind right. I have to be in like a great state to go on a listing appointment. So I play some music, whatever you got to do, right? I'm a weirdo. So I got to play some music and I got to get myself happy and ready. I review, I, we see a lot of people and we talk to a lot of people today. I quickly review the CMA. I quickly review my notes right there before I go in so that I remove remember what my questions are. If I talk to them on the phone at any length, I probably did some um, rapport building with them. So I know a little bit about them. So I remind myself like they have kids, they have dogs. Why are they moving? I remind myself, we talk to a lot of people and that way I remember and I'm engaged with them from the beginning in the right kind of conversations. I like to work with people very conversationally. So I I like everything unless they're specifically asking me a question. I like everything just to flow as a part of the conversation. Um, So I knock on the door. They let me in. They're so happy to see me. 
usually <laughs> depends on the kind of lead, right? But in this case, they invited me over. So I thank them for having me. I find a place that makes sense to me to set my things down because I want them to give me the grand tour. Always, I want the tour right away. So I'll look and say, if there's a dining room table, a kitchen table, a coffee table, I'll say, is it okay? I'll say, it's okay, I'm going to set my things here and then you can give me the tour. Why do I do that? I'm asking their permission, right? But I'm taking control. They're not telling me how the appointment starts. I'm telling them, but they don't know it, right? That's what you want. It gets you in a confident mindset. It lets them know who's in charge. They don't, because if you're just standing there looking at each other, like making small talk, they don't know how this starts, right? So then they may try to lead it and it, then you may lose control of your appointment. So you want to know how it starts. So, and if they offer me anything to drink, even if I don't want it, I take it. Now I don't drink alcohol, so but I drink water. And usually they're not offering me a shot, although I did have that happen once. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I can't have another appointment, but I'll have some water. <laughs> so take it because they're offering you something. So you want the gesture to be that you're receiving it, right? That puts you in a yes state. That puts them in a yes state, right? We want to be in a yes state on these appointments because we want them to say, yes, I want to listen to you because I love you so much. Right. And I think you can help me. Right. I think you can help me meet my real estate goals on a serious note. Right. So, so the first thing I do is have I say, okay, take me on the tour. Show me the house. I don't care if it's 800 square feet. Take me on the tour. Show me the house. Right. <laughs> I, I want you to tell me all the things while we're walking around. I'm asking them questions. Right. I'm complimenting their home. I'm looking for things that are sincere that I sincerely think and feel. I'm also noting in here and I tell them I'm gonna take notes. I like to take notes on my phone um, in the notes section of my iPhone. That's what I like to do. So I say to them, I make a joke because this is just my personality. So I'll say, as they're touring me, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna take some notes. I said, I promise I'm not on Instagram. I promise I'm not making a TikTok, right? I'll say something like that, right? And they'll laugh usually, even if they don't know what that stuff is, they'll laugh usually and they'll say, okay. And I just take notes. And I do think that people appreciate that because they know, well, number one, I can't remember shit, sorry. <laughs> but but number two, that's the truth, right? But number two, I want, I, I want them to feel like what they're saying to me is important. And it is, it is important. They're gonna tell me things that I'm gonna need in the marketing or I'm gonna need with an agent down the road road because my mindset is I'm getting the listing, right? That's my mindset. So when they're telling me about the windows and they're telling me about, you know, the bell hanging in the middle of this room and that it's Spanish and it's from 1922 and they paid three grand for it or whatever it is that they're telling me that seems that it's not important. It's important to them. So it's going to be important to me. And I'm going to find a way to use that in the sales process once I have their listing. Make sense? Awesome. Okay. The other thing I love Ford, I know it's a sales, you may have heard of it before. It's kind of an old sales acronym. Um, I use this on phone calls. I use this on appointments all the time. But it, if you haven't heard it, F-O-R-D, family, occupation, recreation, dreams. Okay. That makes a lot of sense to me. I am always using Ford when I'm working with people that I'm getting to know and they're getting to know me to connect with them and build rapport on the phone, in video when I can, and on the appointment, especially, right? On every appointment I'm using. So is there, if I see a picture of their family and they have children, I have children, I will say, oh, how old are the children, right? I will say, oh, I have, you know, 
two 21 year olds and a 15 year old at home, right? Or if they say one's in high school, say, oh, I have a high schooler, right? I try to connect with them. Occupation, I wanna know what they do, right? So that's a pretty easy question to ask as you're just kind of touring and walking around or around the phone. Hey, what do you do? You know, you know, what do you do for work? Um, real easy, especially if they're moving, you know, when I'm talking about where they're moving, I always say, What's, what do you do for work? What's your commute gonna need to be like? You know, because I want them to know I'm thinking about their commute when I try to move them, right? That's important to them. That's going to be important to me. Recreation, especially when I'm in the house, this is easy. If they golf, well, I had a golf lesson. It didn't go so well, but we could talk about that, right? Right. Or I, so uh, before I golf, I always wanted to golf, but I never learned. I was like, ah, oh, I really need to take a golf lesson. Where should I go? Right. So because they're 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 an expert on that. If they take a cruise, I love to cruise. So I just and it's real. Like I'm not making stuff up. If there's something I don't recognize, if there's something I don't recognize or I don't understand, I'll I'll ask about it. I'll be I'm curious. I'll ask about it. So. I had someone that had, um, uh, he was a mountain climber. And so he had a lot of things on the wall that I didn't know what mountain it was or whatever. And so I just asked him, you know, about it. And he really appreciated it. We had a great conversation and I was super impressed. I learned a lot in that conversation. And then dreams, I, you know, what's the dream? What's the goal? You know, they're leveraging their real estate for a reason. So um, so I always try to connect on those things while we're walking around the house. Um, I address their questions I try to address their questions that I think they might have, kind of anticipate their questions as we're on the tour. Um, and also, I will just ask them as we're kind of talking, you know, um, if they, what they need more information about so that I know. After they've given me the tour, we go sit down. I'm like, oh, you know, when I feel like the tour is done, like they've showed me everything they want to show me and I'll go everywhere. I'll look at the shed, whatever they want to do. Right. Then I'm like, OK, let's sit down and let's talk. So, and we'll go to wherever I put my stuff and I'll get my stuff out and we'll talk a little bit. So, and I usually start with them, right? What's in it for them? What questions do you have for me? That's where I start. Let's start here. I've seen the home. I have the tour. You've gotten my stuff. What questions do you have for me? Let's start with where you're at, right? Where are you guys at? So, and just let them talk. And through the conversation, we're going to get into pretty early on, everybody wants to know what's, what's it going to sell for? Or I got your CMA ahead of time. So now I have questions about your CMA and I'm like, great. And we're able to have good conversation about, because I only gave them a range about where we should place the home and the range. What is their, I like to talk to them about what their sweet spot is. I don't want you to be overpriced. I don't want you to be terribly underpriced. What's your sweet spot? So I always talk to them about what I think. It's my opinion based on the market. It's my opinion based on the market. I have an opinion, but I don't set the market, right? So I'll say this was the range. Now that I've seen it, here's where I would make edits. And those edits might be price up or price down, you guys. Just depends on what I'm there to see, right? And if it's down, here are the things you can do to get it up. If there are things they can do, right? Like your carpet shop. Right. And so we got to replace it. Let's talk about that. If we replace the carpet, here's what it does for your value. If we don't, that's okay. But here's what we're dealing with. Some people can't do a thing, don't want to do a thing. That's okay. We just have to be honest with them. So we're having these kinds of conversations. In my experience, every list point when I go on, the first thing they want to know is what's it going to sell for? And then the second thing they want to know is how much money am I going to make? I pull out my net sheet before anything else. 
right? And I show them. So we set the price together and then I show them the net sheet and we net, we net it down quickly together. Um, and I then, you know, kind of, you know, right after that conversation where they are, right? Rarely am I having commission conversations through this process, but sometimes I do. And so if there might be a little commission negotiation right there, um, I'm prepared to negotiate on my commission, but I go in with my full commission every time and I'm prepared to negotiate because it isn't a negotiation. Um, and then once that's done, I'm like, great. What are the questions you have before we begin the paperwork? And I pull out my paperwork and get started. Right. And that's where we can, you know, that's where I either they say, let's go. Right. And I've answered all the questions or this is where they may have objections. Right. This is where the objections might come up. And I won't do objections on this call because I think I think we should do objections next week. <laughs> Part three will be objections. Right. What can happen when you pull out the paperwork? Right. What are the commission objections that can happen? Um, but most of the time, I would say there aren't a ton of objections. It's really just then about getting to the paperwork and setting a timeline for them. Now, one thing I will say to you. And we can talk about this during objections next week too, but I'll wrap up with this. Even if they tell me they're not listing for four months, I get the contract while I'm there. I just listed a property last month that I signed in February. So I have another one that I listed in July that I signed in March, right? I And I'm prepared that I may have to, you know, we may have to adjust those contracts, whatever. I get the agreement because the fact that they spent the time with me and signed the dotted line, lots of lines, right? psychologically, they're married to me now. They want to work with me and I stay in touch with them the whole time. So March, April, May, June, July, I'm, I'm calling them every couple of weeks, checking in, checking in, checking in. Sometimes more often, they're just in my follow-up process for a long time, but they appreciate that and I keep the listing, right? So, and I find that they stop shopping in most cases for other agents as well because they signed with an agent. So they feel like they've hired me. Even though I'm not doing any work for a while, they have hired me. So I feel like psychologically, it makes a lot of sense and, and, and locks me in as their agent and gets me into a follow-up routine with them too. So I hope that was helpful. Part two, we did the listing appointment. Last week, we did the listing lead, how to get them to the appointment. Next week, let's do objections. How about that? Have a great, great rest of your week and a really awesome day too. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, Amy. Thank you. Thanks, Amy. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank I you. I'll put part one back into the chat for the folks who join later. Thank you. Appreciate thank you. it. Bye, guys. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.